Okay, good afternoon. This is Richard Shu, host of Shu Untied. Uh, today I'm very pleased and honored to have with me as my guest, uh, Mr. Jack Brigham, who was the general counsel of Hewlett Packard from 1975 to 2000. Jack, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be here. So, Jack, I'm very thrilled and honored to have a legendary uh, general counsel like yourself who worked with such a legendary Silicon Valley company. Tell me a little bit about how you even got to HP or or got a job at HP, and when did you join them? Well, it's kind of an interesting story, at least I think it is. Uh, I went to Menlo College when I got out of the Marine Corps. I went in the Marine Corps right out of high school. And uh, so when I got out of the Marine Corps, I uh, had very little money. And I was able to go to Menlo College on a scholastic scholarship, which was initially uh, a football scholarship, but they changed it to a scholastic scholarship. Hmm. In the meantime, I had gotten married, and uh, we were soon to have two boys. But I started Menlo College, and uh, while I was there, I interviewed at HP to work in the shipping department, Hmm. which I did for three years from one in the afternoon to nine at night, hmm. which helped me through college. And this is right here when they this were on, right on, here, on Page Mill Road uh, and everything? Page Mill Road, right there in the shipping department. I then went away to, uh, to law school after graduating from Menlo, and I went to the University of Utah. Spent three years there, and then came back uh, to the San Francisco Bay Area, and uh, was then living in Palo Alto, and got a job with the firm in San Francisco. Hmm. And uh, so I was commuting from Palo Alto to San Francisco on the train. And if I wanted to stay a little extra in the evening, uh, it meant getting home quite late because of the train schedule and so forth. And I got kind of burned out, frankly. And so one day I was sitting in my office, which a big seven-foot square picture window overlooking the Golden Gate Bridge and the Bay Bridge. Mm -hmm. And the Bank of America building was a hole in the ground at the time. Hmm. And we were on California Avenue, right across from what is now the huge Bank of America. And I thought, you know, I'm not sure I can do this for seven years, and then maybe if I play my cards right, become a partner. Because at the time, uh, they had hired two other attorneys, neither of whom were married, and were able to spend untold hours Mm -hmm. working uh, when I couldn't. I just had to get home for my wife and my boys Decided that one day while I was in the uh, office looking out this window and overlooking the Bay Bridge and the Golden Gate Bridge that I really am not going to be able to do this. I've just got to try something else. And I had majored in accounting uh, in undergraduate school. And uh, so I decided I would go to HP. Where you had worked before in the shipping department. Yes, in the shipping department and apply for a job. And lo and behold, they hired me in the corporate finance department. But not as a lawyer. Not as a lawyer. They knew I was a lawyer. Okay. But not as a lawyer. Okay. But I knew, or I hoped, that eventually they were going to say, hey, wait a minute, Jack, you're a lawyer. Why don't you help us with some legal stuff? So I began in the corporate finance department, and they almost immediately sent sent me down to uh, North Hollywood, the Studio City to head up the accounting function at the uh, Western Sales Region office of HP, hmm. and which was right across the street from Universal Studios and Lancashire Boulevard. So there I was, hmm. head of the accounting department, with my wife and two boys in Studio City. 
I was there for about nine months, and I got a call one day from uh, a fellow by the name of Jack Beckett mm-hmm. in Palo Alto at HP. He was in, uh, kind of working in the government contracts area and helping the company see their way through some of these big government contracts that they were trying to, uh, to land. And he needed some help, some legal help. So he had talked to the then uh, general counsel at HP, who was a patent attorney, and uh, he convinced him that I ought to come up, hmm. join the, the department as the first general attorney in-house. Hmm. And they asked me if I'd like to do that. I said, I'm on my way. <laughs> okay, so this was, this was in March of 1968. Wow. I landed uh, up here in Palo Alto. And what was HP's main product in 1968? What were they selling well, they in 1968? Were, they were basically, uh, at that time... Uh, they they had a it was not computers of course right uh, this was pre computer this was uh, when they had test and measurement business was I basically see. the right. core of the of the operation of the business uh, years later that was subsequently spun off as Agilent Technologies right, but at right. the time the test and measurement business was, was really the main thing yeah driving the company. Uh, so I came up here in March of 1968, and uh, we bought a small house in Palo Alto on a foreclosure sale, <laughs> just a few blocks from where we are right now, for $39,000. Wow. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> uh, so I began uh, working in the uh, corporate offices in the, in the general legal area, and uh, began bringing in more and more general legal work that had been subsequent, uh, prior to that time done outside. Mm-hmm. And finally, it got to the point where I had to get some help, and so we did. We began uh, hiring uh, attorneys, and uh, at that time, uh, shortly after I got there in 68, the, in 1975, the senior attorney who was kind of heading the department retired. He was the, quote, general counsel, and so they made me general counsel. Huh. Interesting. And uh, secretary to the board and corporate secretary yeah. kind of all at the yeah. same time. And, th- and then we began uh, really bringing stuff in-house mm-hmm. and uh, began developing a, a legal presence, more of a legal presence outside the U.S. So what was it like working? You obviously work with, um, uh, is it uh, Bill Hewlett and Dave Packard, right? Did, yes, the early, tell me a little bit about what that was like and what well, your interactions were. They were like. fabulous people. Uh, as you know. Uh, and I remember one time uh, we had an insurance issue that I was dealing with, and uh, I had to talk to Bill Hewlett about it, so I went into his office and I sat down, and and uh, he was a great guy, and he, he was very knowledgeable a lot of thi- about a lot of things. And one thing that he was very knowledgeable about was, was the insurance business, insurance market. And so he began telling me all about that. So I learned a lot about insurance, uh, mm. even though the, the, the issue was very narrow in the insurance area. He, he was able to instruct me on uh, many aspects of the insurance business. So he was very knowledgeable and a very open and, and uh, warm person, and I really enjoyed working with him. Mm. Dave Packard, uh, on the other hand, was not quite as outgoing as Bill, mm. but nevertheless quite a guy. Mm. Very, uh, very... Uh, he, 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 w- the HP way, which you may have heard of, yeah. is, to, to kind of put it in, in uh, short 
a sentence or so. It's basically to to uh, give you a set of goals that you work with your boss with about, set your goals, and then you're basically turned loose to accomplish those goals. Mm. And and that, in, in essence, is is the HP way. I mean, mm. you're not hovered over or you're, you're expected to achieve your goals mm-hmm. in, in the best way that you mm-hmm. can. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's, that was their philosophy. Mm-hmm. But I did have a few encounters with Bill, mm-hmm. that were, I mean with Dave, that were quite different <laughs> than those with Bill. Uh, Dave was uh, very uh, opinionated uh, and, and usually right mm-hmm. in his opinions. Uh, we had uh, some... Uh, fairly significant uh, issues in the corporate area that I dealt with and and uh, he was quite uh, uh, adamant about letting people go who had run afoul of the law mm-hmm. as it were, I mean mm-hmm. without getting into any detail of course, but I remember that very well and I thought oh my goodness mm-hmm. <laughs> this is very serious stuff Bill, I mean Dave was taking it uh, very seriously and he was very concerned about the company and that it be run properly and so forth mm-hmm. So it was a very, uh, very fun time to be with, uh, to work with both Dave. Well, the time you were there, did it feel like, I mean, now you look back and you think of them as like the Silicon Valley giants. Yeah. Did it seem like it at the time or did they just seem like Bill and Dave to you? Or did you kind of know that these guys were this, you know, these pioneers of this great Silicon no, Valley company? No, I really didn't at the time. I mean, I loved them. I loved working with them and for them. And, and, and uh, But no, I didn't have the sense that they were... <laughs> you know something special, yeah, which yeah, in fact yeah. they it was were. Just, but yeah. no, I think I was too close to it to, uh-huh. to really. Think. Well, how big did the legal department grow from the time you started to the well, time you ended? Or yeah, you know, yeah. By the time grown. I ended, we had uh, a little over two hundred attorneys hmm. uh, in the in the department, national, internationally. I mean, uh, so yeah, it was about it was about two hundred, and. So when you kind of reflect on your what is it twenty five year maybe thirty years twenty five years twenty five year general counsel yeah, maybe thirty what are what are some of your favorite memories of of of, of that role or that job well I think that uh, the thing that we we had some fairly significant intellectual property uh, some litigation that uh, in seven significant cases over my uh, period there and all of which we won hmm. and I think that. Uh, those was for very stressful times, mm. but very rewarding and mm. enabling mm. working with outside counsel. We we didn't staff up for litigation in house mm-hmm. because it was the you know it was peaks and valleys. You didn't always, you know, are always in litigation, so we used outside counsel, mm-hmm. especially for the intellectual property issues, which was the lifeblood of the company. Mm-hmm. We couldn't uh, afford not to uh, have the best at that. Uh, that was very uh, rewarding for me to have a seven and zero record, uh, <laughs> at, if you will, on these very significant IP. We had a lot of other smaller cases, but right. but the big ones. Uh, and then I think the other thing that I enjoyed a lot was as secretary to the board, uh, being in charge of the care and feeding of the directors was very a very rewarding experience. Mm-hmm for myself and my wife because we had a chance to to travel internationally with the board Mm. and got to meet some very interesting people. Who were some of the more prominent board members of HP back uh, in those days? As you'll remember, uh, uh, Dave Packard was Deputy Secretary of Defense under Laird in the Nixon administration. Hmm. So at when he was back there, uh, he was very frustrated. He said the, the, the thing that he accomplished that he remembers most about being in Washington, D.C. was he quit smoking. 
And his, his role as Deputy Secretary of Defense was to be in charge of the administration of the Pentagon. Well, he tried to, as you might th imagine, Bill wanted, or Dave Packard wanted things done properly and had his management style that he wanted to employ at the Pentagon. Couldn't do it. Mm. The bureaucracy just, he just mm. couldn't budge. Mm. So he finally gave up, mm. came back to HP. Um, so we had the opportunity of, of traveling with he and, and Bill uh, with the other directors. Uh, Jim Hodson was uh, uh, in the cabinet of the Nixon administration as the labor secretary mm. at the time. Mm. Became a member of our board. Mm. Uh, uh, we had uh, uh, the CEO of Ford at the time was on, uh, on our board. Um, Robert Glazer, uh, who was the dean of the medical school at Stanford for a number of years, was on our board. Mm. Um, and uh, let's see, I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, we had a um, hmm, famous scientist, now I can't remember, uh, remember his name. But anyway, there were a number of outstanding mm -hmm. people that, that what got. um what were dave and bill like were they very different personalities or were they similar did they get into a lot of disagreements or did they tell me a little about the interaction between well, the two you of know, them interesting uh they were quite different because bill was very outgoing and very warm dave was a little more standoffish and kind of hard you know he if he grunted at you that was a thrill you know <laughs> my gosh he, he recognized my presence I'm, I'm overstating it a little bit but but they were different in that regard and 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 i had never seen them actually argue at all hmm. and uh, they spent a lot of time together discussing issues but i and then i had been with them hmm. when they were together but did they did they make did they do things pretty much together did one person kind of really make the decisions the other one kind of let the other person run how would you say the dynamic was on that front i you know bill was more of the uh, scientist i mean dave was certainly capable but Bill, if you remember, was the kind of the founder, if you will, of the HP 35, which is the pocket calculator. Mm -hmm. Remember back in the day, this is probably, probably don't remember this, but anyway, he was very much into these, these things. Mm -hmm. and, and, and Dave probably was not quite there. He was more of the management mm -hmm. person. Uh, Even though Bill was the more outgoing type. Yes, that's of the correct. Two. That's absolutely correct. Interesting. Um, so of the two, which one was, was more like, which one were you, you know, more... We're close more. Which one were you? Well, Bill was Bill was the more outgoing and friendlier of the two. Yeah, I mean that. Uh, I can remember uh, flying uh, to some place in Europe with both of them uh, in the plane and being able to sit down with Bill and chat, you know. But David would be off sitting in his seat reading a book. I you know, see. I see. So he was more the introvert. Very much so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't think so, but uh, I mean, right. comparing. He and, he and Bill, I think, that he was more the interviewer. Now, you were also close family friends, personal friends with them as well. Is that right or not? Well, we, yeah, I guess we, we got to know Lucille Packard, uh, Dave's wife, fairly well. She was, she was much more outgoing than Dave. And when she hosted a number of dinners that we went to at their home in Los Altos. And I got to know his son, uh, Dave, Packard. Oh, I see. Who went to Palo Alto High School. He was uh, a couple of years behind me, as I recall. Oh, I see. In high school. So how much older were they than you, Dave and Bill? Dave and Bill. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, 
they both died at about the age of 84. Uh-huh. And, and I'm thinking, let's see, I was, of course, still there at HP when they died. Uh, remember Lou Platt, who was then the CEO, and I were, were called uh, by Dave to come see him in the hospital at Stanford. He mm. was in the hospital with some, uh, some problem. Uh, and we were discussing some something, and 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 Dave said, you know, guys, I wish I were younger. I'd sure like to be around to see what's coming up. Because mm. he was privy to a lot of things that were going on in the R and D area. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what year was that? You know, I uh, well see, Lou Platt was the CEO, so that was after John Young left. Um, <sighs> got to be in the early mid-80s, I'm mm. guessing. Now, would you say that once Bill and Dave weren't the CEO, would you say the company was never quite the same, or you wouldn't quite go that far? I mean, tell me a little about the change of that when, you know, when they, they're kind of like the original founders and they stepped yeah, down. Was it- well, that's interesting. I, you know, um, you know, I, I think things were, were different when, uh, when uh, Dave and Bill gave up the CEO position uh, and I think probably in the long run for the better uh, because the, uh, they were getting a little old in the tooth if you will and, and they needed some younger blood in there and I think they recognized that and as a result I think they made some very good choices and bringing in John Young as CEO and then following that with Lou Platt um, what were your if you had to pick a few years what was your favorite years at at HP in that in the two and a half decades or three decades you were there if you had to pick an era which was sort of the favorite for you oh I guess it would be the times we spent traveling with the board I mean those were really special times mm-hmm. because we always and, if, and traveling in those days was fun it's not fun anymore <laughs> no I meant like what, what, what years like you know it was the 70 oh, to 75 yeah it's was in it? the 80s in the 80s yeah, mm-hmm. yeah in the mm-hmm. 80s and early 90s mm-hmm. uh I can remember a uh, number of trips that uh, we, we took. Uh, we went 747s, and, and upstairs in the 747, uh, they had converted it uh, to a dining room, basically. So we would go upstairs and have our dinner at mm-hmm. these tables, mm-hmm. and, and we had a huge area downstairs in the first-class area where, they, they, where you had a lot of movement uh, and so forth to move around. and quite different than today you know <laughs> i mean today they're worried so much about how many people they can squeeze yeah, exactly. into a space it's just uh, very now did you ever think about doing something else other than hp I mean, obviously you were there your whole career but did it ever dawn in you you know maybe i should try something else or do a startup or did that ever no no i i just love what i was doing mm. you know and uh no i never i just no, I didn't ever think of mm. doing anything else. So now, did you did you ever get recruited for another? I'm surprised that other that other companies didn't try to recruit you to be the general counsel of their company. Did that did that not ever happen? No, no, it didn't. Oh, interesting. No, no. And did you I, get a chance to interact with the GCs of other other oh, yeah. some of the big companies oh, in yeah. the valley of, during those days for either yeah. deals well, was, or whatever? I was I was asked to join the Association of General Counsel, which is. Uh, a, group of 60 or so large uh, general counsel of large corporations in the U.S. Mm. And at the same time, let's see, I guess it was a, f- a year or two year after I joined, I sponsored Bill Newcomb mm. to, uh, to join from, from Microsoft. Mm. 
uh, and that was a fabulous experience. Mm. And these general counsel were mostly from the East Coast, mm. but finally Microsoft and HP, and we kind of got in there. And, but that was really uh, exciting. I enjoyed that. And then um, Corporate Counsel Association was the other thing that I was, I was involved in starting that mm. years ago, mm. many years ago. It's, it's really now grown quite substantially. Mm. And I was the chair of the board there for a while. Mm. So when you look back on your uh, you know historic career, uh, is there something you would have done differently, or would you do you regret that you stayed with one company the whole time, or do you, would you I mean would you want to do something uh, different or tried something else, or you no you know I just really enjoyed it. I mean I had uh, I worked with a lot of outside counsels, but mm-hmm. in the litigation mm-hmm. area, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed those interactions. In fact, I still have a, a very close association with. One of the general counsel we used in New York, Penny and Edmonds, the firm is no longer right. in existence, but John Marshall is his name. Mm. Yep, I know John Marshall. And, uh, and so I still, we still see them a lot, he and his wife. Um, so anyway, I made some very good friends uh, outside the uh, HP. Um, but you know, I just, no, I never really thought mm-hmm. about doing it. I just mm-hmm. loved what I was mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like you were this part of this Silicon Valley history? I mean, having been at HP during those formative years and working with people like Bill and, and Dave, do you kind of feel like you were a little bit part of that, that well, Silicon you know, Valley? Well, I didn't. I don't. I didn't. I've, there's some articles that have been written about that, about me, and, and it, it, but I, I never really thought about that, uh-huh. uh, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. I just. Uh, it was just two just, guys. Just, you know, <laughs> just happened to be at the right place at the right time and kind of, you know how life is, you know. If yep. you planned it, you couldn't possibly. Yep. Yep. It, it, you know, well, you know how it is. You, you, you meet people, you do things that you didn't think you were ever going to do and it leads to something else and suddenly you're, you find something you really enjoy. Well, Jack, this has been a fascinating conversation. As you know, I'm working with your son and he's obviously a pleasure to work with. So I really appreciate him putting in touch, putting him in touch with you. Well, thank you. I appreciate meeting you and wish you well. This is Richard Chu and Jack Brigham. Thanks.